Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where we're not only committed to our opinions, but also each other. Aww. I'm Kevin Lau. I'm Ryan Davis. And I'm Zachary Wright. What's going on, boys? Oh, you know, we're living a good day in this new world, this new year of 2021. Loving it. Loving, living, picking it up. Calm down there, Ariana. (laughs) (laughs) So what's today's topic, boys? Today's topic is about something that you don't know about, Zach. That's comic books. Dang, harsh. I'm staring at you with judgy eyes right now. I know a little. I I got, I got, I've read two volumes, three volumes. Yeah. And how old are you? 21. (laughs) (laughs) Soon to be 22. Yeah, couple, couple if weeks. only you were with me when we were doing comic book runs. That, that those were the days, right, Ryan? Ah, uh, yes. I spent at least three hundred dollars on comic books alone. I would be so much broker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, those were the days. <laughs> that's that's the reason why we were broke college students. I was so much broker. <laughs> I went home with like a hundred dollars in my bank account. I came there with like. A lot more. Oh my god. I mean, some of it was food, but a lot of it was comics. <laughs> Fair enough. So speaking of comics, um, so I haven't really been reading comics since I've only read a couple. I've read three, the three volumes of Red Hood and the, uh, the Outlaws. Outlaws, thank you. And the first two uh, volumes of the Green Arrow, because I'm a big Green Arrow fan of the Rebirth series. But Kevin and Ryan have been reading comics their basically their entire lives. So Kevin. How long have you been reading comics? So I've been reading comics since I was 14 years old. Um, so which is now 10 years, which is mind boggling to think about. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first comic, Kevin? Oh, so my first comic was I read actually. So my, my, my notes, I wrote down that it's Batman, the long Halloween. That's the first like superhero comic I've read. Okay. Uh, the first actual comic I read was Bone by Jeff Smith. Uh, which is like nine volumes published through Scholastic. Um, but yeah, that was also, I read that when I was 14. So that was like my my first comic book. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to read superhero comics now. So I read, picked up Batman, The Long Halloween. And it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then I, and then as it went on, time went on, uh, I eventually stumbled apo- across a comic book shop. And I started picking up Avengers versus X-Men, which the first issue just came out the day I went in. Oh. And it was like, oh, this is really cool. Like really interesting. And that was probably the last good summer Marvel event. I think <laughs> Ryan can agree. <laughs> yeah, I read that. That, I mean, hey, Cyclops killed somebody. Ryan, when did you start reading comics? Um, so I had a weird period because I don't, I can't remember the exact age. I know it was sometime in middle school, but I, my library, you know, libraries usually have a comic section. So sometimes I would go down and I would just find some of the different comics that caught my eye so i didn't so i know comics had like kind of storylines but young me didn't one didn't realize this and two didn't care <laughs> so i just pretty much picked up like whatever series that kind of like uh, i liked so like teen titans because i grew up on teen titans justice league again i grew up on justice league and i kind of read a little bit of fantastic four um other than that i usually read like big event titles so like civil war or flashpoint so i wasn't really uh, getting like into you know series until I got to college and Kevin 
drained my bank account. <laughs> uh, and then I started fo- mostly following uh, DC's Rebirth series because uh, one, it's a very easy, it was a very easy starting point. Uh, and I only had to go back and read a few things from New 52. But mostly I read like Superman, Batman, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, more Teen Titans, more Flash, Green Lantern, etc. You read my entire Flash collection. I did read your entire Flash collection. <laughs> that took a little bit of a, a little time, but I am now a Flash fan because of it. And I also spent uh, what two hundred dollars on the Runaway series. You did. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> hey, man, it's an investment. Soon they'll go out of print, and you can sell them for millions. It was an investment until the series went downhill because it it does, and then they made a TV show which Kevin hated. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an awful show. Don't watch it. <laughs> so, Ryan, can you remember your first specific comic? Like how Kevin said, like, Avengers vs. X-Men? Or is it just kind of... I think the first specific comic I read was the 2003 uh, incarnation of Young Justice. Okay. Uh, that's when it first kind of started. And they had uh, Robin, Superboy, and Impulse and team up. And then they had a few other characters come in, like Wonder Girl and uh secret and but that was probably the first thing i watched which is also probably why i like the series so much so did you guys get into comics through like different mediums so like i know ryan you watched like teen titans and uh, young justice when you were younger did that is that what turned you on to comics ryan uh kind of like what i liked a lot of superhero stuff growing up um and so watching those shows i was like man i want to like get more into these because you know shows end ev- eventually and I realized, oh, wait, there's these things called comics. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, I definitely really enjoyed super superhero stuff growing up, especially like the Spider-Man TV shows. You got the 90s show that kept airing on Disney. Um, and then on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, you know, always obviously, be on at four in the morning. Then also the the obviously the batman the animated series superman the animated series and batman beyond i was always more way more into superman the animated series growing up um and then later on batman beyond never really cared for batman the animated series which is really weird that's the one everyone praises i'm i'm the same way kevin but uh but so like i knew comics existed um I, i like there was like uh there was one time I got like a Superman comic from the dollar store. That's like, I mean, it was just like some random issues. So I read it. I'm like, I had no idea what was going on. I was like 10 years old. Uh, um, and then like, you know, there was like one for like the Batman, the animated series tie in comic. Um, and also just like, eh, I don't know what's going on. So it's just like, I knew about comics. I just wasn't really into them until, you know, 14 years old. And um, I was, I started reading bone from the library and it's like, oh, like this this comic is like something I can like dive into and make sense. It's a really fantastic epic fantasy. Highly recommend. And then like and then later later, like I started like checking out volumes of comics here and there. One of them, which I'll talk about later, is Ultimate Spider-Man. That's what that was the first like series. I was like, I'm gonna read every volume of this. And um, and then like when I started and then uh, I ran like I said, I stumbled across the comic shop the day Avengers vs. X-Men came out. And then that's the first series I followed by issue. And then it's just kind of been a downward spiral from there. I'm just going to the comic shop, spending my money, reading Spider-Man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I know for me personally, like I, I never, funny enough, I never grew up um, like watching, like I never watched Young Justice or Teen Titans when I was younger. I didn't really watch the animated Batman or Superman show or Batman Beyond. I was more of a Star Wars kid or Nickelodeon kid. 
even more. Man, bad. your childhood sucked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little dry sometimes. But when I really got into, hey, like, at least you watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. That is true. I, I did love that show. Still love that show. But the biggest thing for me was, I think my first really experience into superheroes was the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's what got me onto superheroes. And then MCU came around, stuff like that. So when I got to college and you guys introduced me to comics for the first time, I I was into it for the most part. Just stuff I wanted to read. Like, I really love the Red Hood and the Outlaws that Ryan like let me read the first three volumes of. Yeah, and you, and you say you like Green Arrow, too. Yeah, the Green Arrow Rebirth series because I I watched the sh- like the CW show Arrow a lot and so I enjoyed that and even watching his comic roots, um, like seeing some of his comic book stories were actually pretty decent. Yeah, and the the Green Arrow Rebirth the artwork is actually really great too. The artwork is beautiful. Like there are some really good shots and like the Ninth Circle arc and stuff like that. They're they're pretty mm-hmm. decent. I believe Stephen Byrne does the art for that series. Cool. So I know like Ryan recommended like me to read Red Hood and the Outlaws. That was my first volume. What would you guys recommend for like audience who wants to get into comics but aren't sure where to start? Uh, Ryan, you want to start with this one? Uh, sure. So I guess um, a couple. I have uh, a couple titles that I would think. Uh, one is a kind of fairly short one. Um, I, I'm going a little bit different because I'm not actually recommending any DC or Marvel comics because I find it very weird. Um, kind of weird to jump onto some series like. With DC, you kind of have to go back and look at other things from early in the series. So, like, even starting with Rebirth, they kind of tie back to the New 52 or they tie back to, like, comics that ha- came out back in the 80s or the 90s. So, yeah, um, I'm kind of going to go a different route. Uh, one comic I read in my comic book class that I took in college. Yes, kids, I took comic book class in college. <laughs> you can do that if you really want to. But um, I read this comic. I'm still jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I read this comic called uh, Nimona by Noelle Stevenson. Um, it was originally a web comic, which is interesting, but they made it a print volume and it won. Uh, I can't remember what the award was, but it won like a, I think it was a Scholastic Award. Is it the Eisner Award? I can't, I can't remember. I ha- I don't have the book with me. I left it uh, back in my dorm, my apartment. But um, it's interesting because the story is about um, this girl works as a henchman for a villain okay um and it's basically just uh the two of them kind of just it's kind of them more goofing around than actually doing any villainy because the villain doesn't want to kill anyone he just wants to kind of cause general chaos and mayhem uh for the kingdom they're part of and it's interesting because it blend blends fantasy and science cool together yeah so I think it's a very interesting thing to jump on. And then another series I would recommend is, well, Kevin, actually, you go, you go. I, I won't take up your time. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a, a short one and a long one for this uh, for this recommendation. So the short one is the group miniseries, which is um, Zach should, plans to read soon. I gave him a volume of that for... He got it to me for Christmas, guys. Aw, he does like me. Aww. He's committed. <laughs> So Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, the big tree guy, says, oh, I am Groot. He has his own, he has a couple miniseries. Um, there's this one, just called Groot, uh, which is only one volume long, which collects all six issues, which is really great. There's another one called I Am Groot, has a little baby him on their cover. Um, that one's not very good. I recommend skipping that one. <laughs> uh, but this Groot miniseries uh, by Jeff Loveness, who is a writer on Rick and Morty season four and is actually writing the next Ant-Man movie, 
is, I think, a fantastic entry to the medium because you don't need to have any prior knowledge of the universe uh, in the comic book wise. Like if you've seen the movies, like all the way to Guardians of the Galaxy, you're good to go. Uh, You're it's a very touching story about Groot and Rocket trying to get to Earth to visit uh, one of Groot's old friends. And but then getting uh, but uh, Rocket, but the raccoon gets kidnapped along the way so Groot has to gather up an hour an army to save Rocket and along the way learn a little bit of lessons about friendship and a community and being there for your fellow person it's a really nice very touching I love it so much I've read it like so many times um my longer uh recommendation which is I highly recommend is the ultimate spider-man series by Brian Michael Bendis which um you know, if you see Brian Michael Bendis' name on any other things, don't don't read him. Don't, it's not good. <laughs> the Ultimate Spider-Man is his only good series. Although I hear his Daredevil run is really good, I haven't gotten around to that one yet. Um, but Ultimate Spider-Man is basically an alternate universe. There's a gonna you're gonna deal a lot of that with comic books. I'm sorry, but this is an alternate universe that starts from the beginning of Spider-Man's origin story, set in 2001. So instead of starting all the way back in 1963 with Stan Lee's, um, you know, good but kind of boring comic book style compared to nowadays you get a more modern take with cell phones and so it's about the you know the origin of peter parker's it goes on for 160 issues and goes all the way to the end of the story and builds up to the creation of miles morales Ooh, ooh, okay interesting cool i do like me some miles <laughs> ryan did you have one one more recommendation yeah um it's a series called saga by brian k vaughn who's also known for The Runaways, which I enjoy. But it's also, interestingly, another uh, series that blends science with fantasy. But I kind of describe it as um, star- if Star Wars and Lord of the Rings had a baby, they gave serious emotional trauma and an existential crisis to boot. And then also lit it on fire. Jesus. It's basically um, a story of these two people who are from opposing sides of a war. Um, one... Who's more? Whose people are more magic based, and the others who are more science based, and they end up falling in love and uh, having a child, and it's basically them trying to escape from this war that's basically ravaging the entire galaxy. And along the way, they meet different enemies, different allies, and it's basically like a story of just a family trying to survive in a galaxy that basically everyone is dying. Oh wow! Like there's, no, it's very um jaded and i guess nihilistic in a way yeah because um like all the characters are very much just like they're trying to live their lives but they're also very depressed so it's a prequel to superman with jor-el and his mom (laughs) (laughs) basically i mean it's a really long prequel it's just interesting because i i very much highly recommend it's a little bit long it's uh currently nine volumes right but i if you enjoy it's ending soon too i believe yeah it is very it is ending soon they finally were like yeah let's kind of wrap this up it's very much if you like star wars if you like lord of the rings uh it's very good uh because it kind of hits on those points just a little bit less the heroes are not as heroic as you would think because uh you know they're a family it's it's real life cool Mm -hmm. i feel like we should add a quick disclaimer too that comic books are not just for kids no yeah, yeah for saga sure. is a very adult comic book i believe it is rated like 17 up i believe it is uh you will see a lot of blood you might see like a tit or two or something <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> spicy yeah they're they're just drawn in there for some reason 
but it, and it, they say the F word. Brian K. Vaughn has a huge reputation in comics. He's in a, he's won so many awards, notably for his series Why the Last Man, um, which is another good comic to start getting into. Has actually has a show coming sometime soon through Hulu um, about you know basically everyone every animal with a Y chromosome, every male just dies. So only the women are and females uh, are alive, except for this one guy and his male pet monkey. And he's you know it's about this one guy trying to find his girlfriend on the other side of the country. So I haven't read the series yet. I hear a lot of great things. It's kind of it's coming up very soon on my queue. But that's a one that a lot of you know a lot of people recommend. It's a nice solid stand on its own. You can just start from issue one and go on down. So on that note, let's have a quick break and we'll come right back with more comic book goodness. Looking for a spot to advertise your business, product, or service? You can have a personalized ad right here on Committed Critics. Email us at committedcritics at gmail.com for more info. And we're back from our break to talk about comic books a little bit more. Man, I love talking about comic books. How about you, Ryan? I do love talking about comic books. I love it. I love it. I spent a lot of money on it. You guys spent a lot of money on comic books. <laughs> we do. Um, so well, before we went to the break, we were talking about recommendations. Do you guys have any other recommendations that aren't necessary? I know Ryan, you already gave a couple that weren't DC or Marvel, but do you guys have any other recommendations that are more indie or more specific to, cause I know like my first like dive, like, um, head first dive into something that's quote indie, um, was like the green Hornet movie. And I didn't understand anything going on in that. <laughs> uh, understandable. I, fun fact: I've been watching that series. So yeah, so um, like the Green Hornet movie, I think with like was it Jonah Hill or Seth Rogen? I don't know who it was. It was Seth Rogen. It was Seth Rogen, and I can't can't remember who the who played Kato. Uh, um, I can't yeah, yeah, I don't remember, remember either. But anyway, yeah, it's a very mid movie. Yeah, not not the greatest. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any indie recommendations or anything that's more like not DC or Marvel? Kevin, I'll let you start off this one. Okay, so I have another one, a short one and a long one. The short one is uh, from DC, but it's from their publishing line, DC Vertigo, which is like, which is its own thing. It's not like part of a universe or anything. It is just more mature comics. Uh, they're usually indie, standalone stories, and they're just, you know, published by DC to get more recognition. And my suggestion for the short one is Imaginary Fiends by Tim Seeley. Uh, it's only one volume, six issues long. It's a nice, really spooky comic. It is about, uh, it is, it's a really high concept where like the imaginary friends that like kids pretend to see are real and they're like alien parasite from another world that are trying to take over our world. So basically this woman has to, who still, who still sees her imaginary friend, uh, is, gets, it gets recruited by the, you know, uh, men in black type people Ooh, okay. to take down the, the imaginary threat that's that's trying to take over the world and kidnapping children it's a very very nice like it's like a, if I, man i wish this series went on longer like i i do remember you recommended it to me there the, the uh the author tim Seeley talked about like making a continuous series um but like you know everything's still kind of everything's still tied up you get all the answers you want but man you, you, it leaves you like man i want more of this i wish this was like a procedural uh, taking down imaginary monsters and the artwork is so cool it's really awesome uh, and then another one a longer one uh, I want to recommend is also by Tim Seeley and this is called Revival which is an independent comic from but published through Image Comics 
It's about 47 issues long. It's collected in four hardcover volumes. And it's about um, a small, small rural town where one day the dead comes back to life. And they're just, you know, try to go, go back to work in society, blend into society. And then the main character, a cop main, named Dana Cypress, mm-hmm. uh, discovers that her sister is one of the revived and has to try to figure out who killed her sister before the nights when everyone came back to life. Ooh, fascinating. So a little question about that. The revives still, they're not like zombie zombies. They're like... You know, they they just like they're just regular people, except they uh, they are basically they have um, Wolverine auto heal. Um, um, okay, cool. So they so so it's um it's pretty like once again it's also another mature comic. It's very bloody, very good. Honestly, anything by Tim Seeley is good. Cool, Ryan. What do you got? All right, so mine's is interesting. I have kind of a short one and then a long one as well. Uh, mine's are kind of interesting because they're a little bit throwbacks to your childhood. If you uh, want to get a little bit weird but the first one i gotta re- recommend is scooby apocalypse uh by keith giffen and jm demattis i cannot pronounce his last name but um it's uh basically what if in scooby-doo all the monsters were real not like how they were in the movies Sco- like scooby-doo the live action scooby-doo movies scooby-doo like- 2 monsters unleashed <laughs> <laughs> yes not like that where the rubber suits that come to life spoiler but um, more like it's uh, some, there's a pathogen that's released around the world uh, that turn people into actual like monsters. And so basically it's a little bit darker version of Scooby-Doo. Uh, you see them use guns. They're basically blowing the monsters up. The Mr. Machine is basically a tank. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because like Scooby-Doo, he's a genetic uh, mutation that they were uh, that was made in a lab. Uh, Velma is a scientist that is trying to figure out how to stop this uh, apocalypse. Fred and Daphne are TV crew that are kind of going with her and also trying to survive. And Shaggy's just there. Shaggy's just, he, he's <laughs> like clearly, uh, this is an adult version because Shaggy is like just tatted completely up and clearly is like has smokes weed on a daily basis <laughs> and everything. It, it's so much more, it's so fun because they do kind of try to hit that nostalgia point uh scrappy doo is kind of semi a villain um because he just goes around trying to find scooby-doo so you can kill him uh yeah it's a weird thing but it's only six volumes is it's kind of short honestly it's like 36 issues Mm -hmm. but um it's uh interesting i highly recommend if you want a little bit of nostalgia and the other one i want to recommend is again nostalgia it's uh, Boom Studios, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes, I am recommending Power Rangers as a comic book. Uh, it is based off the original series that was on uh, different networks, both in Japan and America. But um, this one kind of deals with it. It's a, it's a weird point in the series because it's like bef- it's in that midpoint in the series when Tommy was a Green Ranger or whatever, if you know the series mm-hmm. at all. But um, it's interesting because it de- it goes a little bit more deeper than what the Power Rangers did because uh, due to censorship reasons, it couldn't go as dark. Um, but it de- this sh- this is basically what if they took the live action Power Ranger movie that just came out and then the old series and they kind of mixed it together. I will say 
This is probably one of the best multiverse events, better than the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, <laughs> well, like they also do like Power Rangers and Justice League and Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Yeah, right? they they cross over with other uh, popular character, uh, popular heroes. Those are a bit more cheesier. Okay. Than the actual Boom Studios comic, than the actual comic by Kyle Higgins, because um, this one, I mean, it just deals with different things. They go to other dimensions and fight evil versions of themselves. The monsters are a little bit more threatening. They actually deal with heartbreak and death and like serious issues. And it's pretty interesting to see because it's more it's a little bit more fleshed out than what you got from the original series. So Mm. highly recommend both of those. I haven't read it yet, but I know Kyle Higgins other work. Uh, He did Nightwing for New 52 Mm -hmm. only only for the first three volumes. But man, that's such a good first three volumes. Like he was like the, the, the problem with DC DC stuff, uh, which is why we don't recommend a lot of DC stuff is that it ties. It, it depends a lot of, um, of, of prior knowledge. There's not a little good, really good jumping on point because sometimes you may start with a good volume. Like, okay, I understand what's going on. Suddenly you're thrust into like a big, you know, event that crosses multiple series and it gets really hard to follow along with that. Yeah. With, with Nightwing, with Kyle Higgins, like he was thrown into like the death of the family arc in new 52, but I feel like he did a really great job with it because he also tied in the Court of Owls really well. And it's all planted very early on in the in the first volume. So he did he's like, you know, I have I still have yet to read his other work, but his Nightwing run really good. The one thing I want to point out, um, if you are kind of like a pseudo first timer, I guess, like myself, like if you know, like who Jason Todd is or like certain combo characters, like have some prior knowledge of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you just dive into like the rebirth, for example, like I did for like Red Hood, like Red Hood and the Outlaws, like mm-hmm. it was easy for me to understand. I slowly was able to figure out who like Bizarro is and Artemis and stuff like that. So maybe just plunging into the deep end also can work if you have some prior knowledge, just a forethought. I will say, Zach, saying on diving into rebirth, I say either dive into rebirth or dive into the new 52 when it comes to DC comics, because they're both new 52 came a little bit before right yeah the rebirth is much more easier to understand because it, it doesn't I feel like with uh um, it doesn't reinvent the it's characters. better to yeah i feel like with rebirth the writing and atmosphere is a bit better whereas new 52 like it has just has a lot of important plot points but it's easier to jump into like batman new 52 is great action comics new 52 is great flash new, new 52 is my favorite um, Justice League New Fifty Two is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern New Fifty Two surprisingly not a good starting point. <laughs> <laughs> it built on a lot of, a lot of prior series. And I will also say, do not start with Teen Titans New Fifty Two because I unfortunately bought all the volumes for that, and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of stuff that like isn't that great, what would you not recommend to someone who is not too keen? Like, would you guys not recommend me read something or a like beginner off the bat? thoughts so ryan and i try to pick popular comics that like you would hear about but we just don't recommend reading them first if you're new to comics because for multiple reasons uh mine is like a more commercialized take with the marvel series superior spider-man where dr octopus spider-man's villain takes control of spider-man's body and then peter parker who's still within the mind of dr octopus must try and find a way to get his body back it is one of my favorite stories of all time. I love Spider-Man comics. They're, you know, my my bread and butter. But this is not a good series to jump into without prior reading prior knowledge of 
reading prior material of Spider-Man because you just don't get the feel, the dramatic tension going on. You don't feel the weight of the decisions that Doc Ock makes and how that changes not only how Peter Parker is seen for the rest of the world, but how that changes his life as well. Um, I think the best way to start Amazing Spider-Man is in issue 648, which is called Big Time uh, with uh, in terms of volumes. And that's where I feel like you can start you can really start getting the the feeling of what's at stake and really feel the characters' arcs as they progress on. It's all written by one guy, Dan Slott, and with with occasional guest writer here and there. Um, so it's a nice cohesive story. But yeah, it's just issue six hundred forty eight is probably the best place to start for Amazing Spider Man. You, I guess you could say there's some issues with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ryan, what do you got? Um, so what I got is kind of like interesting. Because I actually read these in my comic book class as well. Um, but the benefit of that is that I had someone to guide me through it. Because one, I had just started reading comics with Kevin. And two, uh, these uh, the, my teacher helped me understand these. But uh, Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns, they're two of the bit most talked about comics um, out there. Especially like, you know, Central. Because uh, I know the Watchmen TV series just came out, which everyone loved. Mm-hmm. And they also had the Watchmen movie. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns has been kind of, uh, like talked to, like kind of like hinted at in several different Batman stories. Uh, I know Batman versus Superman, uh, kind of touched on the Dark Knight Returns a little bit with how their Batman, uh, was styled, and I know a lot of different animated series have, uh, touched on it. But these two are very hard to get into because they're both critiques on comics in themselves. So it's kind of hard to start off with these when you have not read any of the comic because, for frankly, they're very slow. They're very slow mm-hmm. to get into. And if you have not read a comic Watchmen, before... Watchmen itself is very dense. Yes, it's very dense. Like, they're both... It's interesting because they're both dealing with jaded superheroes who are kind of like in semi-retirement. And so it's not you're not going to get like, pow, bam... Or a, like definitive villain to face off against. It's more of these characters kind of rising out of their own, uh, like in like self, um, like just mm-hmm. self-imposed. Exile. Like they are their own worst enemy yeah. kind of deal. And so it's like it's that. So you like if you know Batman, they'll they'll be like they'll have some of Batman's history. They'll have Two Face show up. They'll have the Joker show up. They'll have Superman show up. But it's not the same Batman that you're used to with the same uh robin and him just being a hero he's a jaded batman who's literally just out here beating the tar out of criminals as an old man and watchmen is just like these superheroes who are kind of like they they're superheroes because they're just they are in costumes but they're pretty much like they don't have the same morals that you would see in traditional superheroes because they kill like they Mm -hmm. kill everyone so it's, it's funny because those are two authors that are very contrasting ideologies when they wrote those comics from what I've like researched and heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alan Moore and Frank Miller. Yeah, they're very different. Like almost like left and right. Like like that's yeah. how like stark mm-hmm. contrast they are. Um, they're very extreme too, which is really odd. Like whenever they show up in an interview or something, they have some really extreme take on superhero media. I'm like, dude, just, just calm down. <laughs> like I, I get it. Just, just calm down. <laughs> All right, so we're cutting it close on time, so let's do a little bit of a lightning round real quick. Sound good? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, what are you reading right now? Go. 
I'm reading Invincible by Robert Kirkman, and I do recommend reading this uh, for your first time as well. It's a nice superhero comic, 147 issues, has a clear beginning and end, no tie-ins, so you can just get the full story right there. Has a show on Amazon Prime coming out sometime this year. Cool. Ryan, what are you reading? I'm also reading Invincible, but I'm also reading The Boys. If you haven't watched the series on Amazon, I highly recommend it. The comic is much more darker. <laughs> uh, if you think the show is bad, if you think the show is dark, this comic is just it's bloody hell. Um, but I highly recommend it. If you, it very much parodies a lot of superheroes, not just the Justice League the sh- like the series does, but like the X Men, Avengers, etc. Uh, very good series. <laughs> If you guys like this episode of the talk about comics, uh, I do want to come back when Ryan's done reading the boys because I want to talk about the more of like dark for the sake of being dark kind of what we touched upon in cyberpunk a little bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's a story for another time. Um, the last thing I want to ask you guys is how do you guys get your comics? What's the best way to acquire a comic book? Through your local library, you will be surprised how many volumes they have, but also through an app, uh, Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. If you have a library card, you get, and as long as your library is partnered with Hoopla, you can get a bunch of comics through there digitally. Um, and Ryan uses that all the time too, right? Yes, I use that. And then I also use um, Comixology is a good way to get into it. Um, if you, re- and that's a, you might have to show a little bit of money for that. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, if you want, just go to Barnes & Noble. There's a comic book section. Mm-hmm. Like, you can find something. It might not be the cheapest but it's uh, it's there or just find a comic shop mm-hmm. yeah i would recommend also paying for comics because it's not a quote dying art form but they need their money everyone needs their money yes right if you read it through hoopla even though no, no money's coming out of your pocket the creators st- the publishers still get money through the library um you can also there's also dc universe which has every all their entire digital collection for only one flat fee and you can just read it issue by issue you can start literally anywhere it's really great uh, way to dive into DC without having to spend a lot of money and like juggle different volumes. Um, but yeah, most of what we can talk, what we talked about, you can find on Hoopla. Um, I, at least I'm able to find them. I can too. Awesome. Well, good job, guys. Nice. This episode has been brought to you by you guys, the fans, the listeners, super supporting us this whole time. Thank you so much. You can follow us on Twitter at Committed Crits, that's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D-C-R-I-T-S. You can follow us on YouTube at what Committed Critics, spelled the same way here as, spelled the same way there as it is everywhere. I flubbed that one up. Patreon is in the description. You can give us just a dollar a month and it helped us a lot. And thanks, special thanks to our sound engineer, Jordan Smearman, for being awesome. Woo! Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.